stuff. Hello, and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother, co-host, and partner in stupidity, Holden. Hello. This week, we are talking about Burt Kreischer's special, Hey Big Boy, which is available on Netflix. But before we get into that, Holden, what's your current hyperfixation? I have two that are kind of small. Okay. So, I'm my really small one is candles. <laughs> okay. The other day... I took a look at my room and all the things I had. I've been speaking with a woman. <laughs> so I took a look at my bedroom and I was like, this is like barely hospitable for me. And um, I remembered oh, more realized like, oh, yeah, my room really holds on to smells. And not like when I fart, it lingers. It, it doesn't. <laughs> what I mean is like if someone is cooking in the kitchen that smell like is in my room and it sticks around a lot longer than it sticks around in the kitchen, mm-hmm. which is really inconvenient, especially when someone burns something. <laughs> sometimes it's nice though. Sometimes my room smells like onions and garlic. <laughs> Very few better smells than onions and garlic. Yeah. So I got some candles and last night I was just sitting at my computer playing some games with some friends and I had a candle lit, and it smelled really nice. And I was, I was like, guys, I think I'm a candle bitch. <laughs> and my one friend was like, oh, dude, who isn't a candle bitch? Let's be real. Oh, before you, before you go on to your other hyperfixation, I have two things. One, uh, I remember hearing a story about someone going to, like, I don't know, Bath and Body Works or something. And as they were checking out, the person ringing them up took the lid off, sniffed each candle, and, like, made it approving or disapproving face each time. That's funny. But what did you say? You said you were having uh, interactions with a woman or something like that? I said I, I'm speaking with a woman. Speaking with a woman. That reminded me of another story I heard of someone in a coffee shop, and they overheard this dude say, I had adult relations with a woman. Ew. But hang on. The funny part is that uh, it was in the middle of a story about how that woman's husband or a strange husband was trying to try to kill him. Oh, that's funny because this guy is, he was like a, a six foot tall redheaded jacked up biker dude. Right. And, and he just says, yeah, I had adult relations with this woman. And, and like he did say, I fucking decked him in the face, but like the woman and her husband were separated and, he had adult relations. Right, right. And then the guy tried to, like, kill him, and he just got the shit Jesus kicked Christ. out of him by this dude. All right, what's your other hyperfixation? Um, I'm kind of getting back a little more to, like, cooking at home, mm-hmm. and that is also 100% linked to my speaking with this woman. Because, <laughs> listen, you don't need to be a master chef. Um, If you can nail a few things you're going to look like a superstar. So like breakfast foods, like if you could really nail like eggs and like pancakes and shit, you're going to look, you're going to be fine, you know, for like potential relationship type shit. Mm-hmm. If you like that, I think is really the main thing. I think most like people should learn, especially if you're like cooking for someone in a relationship is to like learn how to nail breakfast and then Everything else is kind of extra. (laughs) But I will say I have a three-course recipe for, which is something I've wanted to do since I was in culinary school, was to, like, have a date where my date comes to my house and I'm cooking for them 
and like I make a fresh pasta and we eat it and it's wonderful and it's a real impressive thing and I <laughs> I have these recipe cards <laughs> that I, I have the recipes written down on and like it's a caprese salad which is like tomatoes and mozzarella and basil and stuff which is very very simple very delicious mm-hmm. and then the dessert is a chocolate lava cake which I've never made this one specifically but I really want to mm-hmm. um, but the the main thing the thing that is like the most impressive in my opinion is the main dish which is sweet potato gnocchi and you make the gnocchi yourself and gnocchi is really easy, really fun to say, um, but it's also really easy to, to make. It's like the easiest pasta to make, in my opinion. I want to learn how to cook, not because I need to impress anybody, because I'm set for life. Yeah, there's as, a, as far there's as partner a, there's goes. A, there's a but practical use. I very, much, I very much need to learn how to cook for practical reasons, because yeah. I need to eat better, and it'll pro- it's like cheaper to buy ingredients than just buy a bunch of frozen food yeah and Um, it's generally healthier generally healthier and i need to expand my palate still anyways i've been getting i've been getting a lot better in recent years really with just trying things yeah liking them is another story but you can't force yourself to like something but generally if i like i'm trying to do more vegetable i had i had a thing where i was like more salads fewer fries Kind of failed on that. I have I had a salad the other day, and that was the first salad I had in like months, and I didn't even finish it. Salads are, but I was I salads was, suck. Fuck salads. I was stressed not eating for a little while there mm-hmm. um, because of my show that happened. I had a show that happened, and I didn't plug it on here because it was sold out as soon as it went up. Uh, anyway, how about some context on this special? Sure. So Burt Kreischer is an American comedian. He has been active since 1997. His first comedy special was uh, in 2009 called Comfortably Dumb. (laughs) He kind of wasn't super big comedy-wise. He would continue to work, but nothing really huge. Um, He would become friends with Joe Rogan and go on his podcast kind of frequently in like 2015, 2016. During then... Oh, well... Between Comfortably Dumb and his next comedy special, The Machine, he was the host of True Travel Channel's uh, Bert the Conqueror. Which I was a big fan of, and how I and that's how I found out about him. Yeah, I was also a big fan of him. I didn't realize, like, uh, 2018, one of his specials came out on Netflix, and our mom watched it and thought it was fucking hilarious, so we checked it out as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was really funny of just, like, oh, wow, that is, that's him. Like, I can remember watching him. Yeah, because Bert, Bert the Conqueror is, like, a a pretty family-friendly show overall. And, like, and his comedy is not very family-friendly. He is raunchy as fuck. But that's, that's part of his charm. Yeah, yeah. So, overall, I have kind of mixed feelings about this special. And this is something I'm realizing. I kind of have mixed feelings about Bert Kreischer as a comedian as a whole. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a bad comedian. Like he's, he's definitely got a style that he's nailed down. Absolutely, and that style is that he's a fucking idiot. Oh yeah, he's a complete moron. He knows it. He kind of embraces it, and his kids are stupid, and his wife is like the only intelligent person that he knows. And like, I'm not saying it's all got to be highbrow or introspective, 
Sometimes you just need some dumb shit. I love dumb dick jokes yeah. as much as the next guy. Sometimes you just gotta hear something stupid. And I don't think any of his jokes are structured poorly. I just think because he's an idiot, he doesn't necessarily, he kind of goes at things with a hammer. And again, he's not trying to be introspective or even political, but he just kind of says some off-putting things. Nothing like hateful, nothing yeah. angry, but kind of playing into stereotypes a little bit. Yeah. So kind of does a little bit of an ethnic accent or a yeah. black accent. Um, so I can understand wholeheartedly that turning someone off from Burt Kreischer oh, entirely. Yeah. It doesn't fully put me off, but I'm not really gonna seek out Burt Kreischer much after this. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know how much I'm gonna see like I'll probably rewatch Secret Time. Maybe not even in my off time. I don't even watch comedy anymore because <laughs> of this show. Like I still like in my free time. Unless it's like a specific like joke that I'm looking for. Like I really want to like recently I watched some like Randy Feltface because I wanted to hear some specific stories. The way I see it is like I I don't know if this is me being dumb and white, but like when he says offensive shit, it's kind of like hard to be offended by it because he's such a fucking idiot. That's kind of like if anyone takes anything he says seriously and really fully believes it's like you're a fucking idiot. It's I I I and I tend to agree with that. Like it is hard to really take anything he says to heart because he doesn't mean fucking anything he says because he's a giant dipshit and that's his charm. Um but you know we gotta recognize the fact that we are white. Yeah yeah. Um like I said I recognize don't know if this is me being recognize what was it that the fucking the tramp stamp said we realize we're white or something like that but uh, we gotta we gotta I don't know tramp stamp it don't worry about it it's a, it's a stupid thing but like we gotta recognize that you know we're white so it it doesn't affect us as much at all really mm. um so that's why i'm saying that's why i say like if burt kreischer completely turns you off with that I completely understand. Oh, yeah. He's charming enough for me that, and and I try to be objective with everything, like, regardless of my beliefs and my politics, I really try to judge the special on the special's merits. And Burt Crusher got me to laugh, because I do think he's got some funny bits, like, especially yeah. when he's talking about what when an idiot he is and how weird his fucking kids are. When he talks about his family, that is when he is doing... That is his best comedy, in I agree. my opinion. I agree. When he's like, talking about his family, when he's talking about having sex with his wife, or just how like how how his wife is, or again how stupid it, his one his oldest daughter is, and how crazy his other daughter yeah, is. I like his other daughter yeah. being a fucking nutcase. <laughs> his daughter Isla is like completely unhinged, and it's very very fun. She's also an idiot. Yeah, because like. Burt Kreischer's not gonna raise any genius kids. No. No no way that man's gonna raise his his wife is seems to be very smart and his wife seems to be well put together and have a good head on her shoulders. But Bert is just a fucking is a she moron. She is from Alabama though. So? That means nothing. I'm being elitist. <laughs> you did say that like because of her accent, it's not it, you said it's not a reflection she, on her intelligence, but like she sounds like an idiot because she has a very oh thick my God. Alabama yeah, accent. Yeah, that's that's the thing is like Southern accents are so funny. There's this girl on TikTok, 
ha- that has become like a trend. I think I know. Because she's like this. kind of a goth girl, but she's like talking about how like oh, when guys like start talking to me and they hear my accent a little bit, they think they're gonna get like that sweet like Georgia peach. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "That's just how I I talk when I'm out at like a bar. When I really talk, it's like this." And then she goes into the most barely intelligible southern <laughs> accent ever and she had i saw another one of her videos that was like how much i like you depends on how much of my accent you hear if i don't know you you're gonna hear next to none of it maybe a little twang in my words because i'm gonna hide it mm-hmm. but if i really like you good luck understanding <laughs> i actually have you seen the tiktoks of the woman who speaks uh japanese with a southern accent no, but that sounds amazing. It's it's pretty wild. I've also seen uh, a TikTok of a guy who was like, I'm going to raise the stakes, and he speaks Punjabi in a southern accent. That's so weird. It's, it is so strange, because like, that's, clearly, that's clearly an American southern accent, right. but that is not a language that I understand at all. Yeah. It's like, I understand a little bit of Spanish, and I understand like a little bit of German. But like that's because Punjabi and Japanese, there's like nothing. Th- yeah, that's because there's like those are those are languages that come from like quote unquote the West. So they 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 have oh, similar. I was can, you're talking about Spanish and German yeah, coming yeah. from the West. I was like, that is so not West, Griffin. They have they have similar structures, or they they, they came before English, or English came from them. Right, they're all derived from Latin. Yeah, so. It, it's fucking it's like i and like i listen to a lot of ramstein um and i look at the translations for their lyrics and i've taken spanish classes in american public schools so but, you know how to count to 10 and ask so I know, where the bathroom is i know how to count to 10 and i did try to do a little duolingo a couple years back but i fell off hard duolingo is hard i'm i'm excited for when i actually get to take like classes in college on but a, a it's very it's very very funny hearing someone put on the thickest southern accent they can and speak in a language that has no relation to english whatsoever i imagine it sounds very similar to um to that scene in inglorious bastards when oh, they're, where, when where, they're in the theater, who are you? And he's like, Bonjourno. Bonjour. Yeah, kind of like that. I imagine it sounds very similar, but worse because, like, you can kind of understand, like, I don't know any Italian, but, like, I kind of know a few words. So, back to, to Burt Kreischer as a comedian. He definitely knows how to tell jokes, and, like, he got he got a couple of laughs out of me. Again, mainly when he was talking about his family, but... I don't know. I, I, I don't partake in any drugs. I never have. Uh-huh. But I do like hearing people tell crazy stories about drug use. They're interesting. Yeah. They're they're fun and interesting to an extent. Like there there's like a tone on who's telling the story that mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't want to hear about when you got high on bath salts and ate someone's face. Yeah, or like the time I shot up heroin. Like that's fucking scary. But, but if, if you're talking you're... about the time you get aggressively fucking stoned or like it's the same thing as like when you get really fucked up like drinking. Like the tone of it is like is is the difference between like haha what a fun story and I think you have a problem. <laughs> or hearing or uh, some of the hardest I've ever laughed I've heard <laughs> I heard I saw a thread on Twitter of people's stories about Salvia. Yeah. (laughs) And it was like, it started out by saying like how Salvia was legal for like five minutes. Yeah, Salvia. And you would see a a bunch of high schoolers lined up at a 7-Eleven have the worst five minutes of their entire life. Yeah. They said something about how like 
<laughs> they took a bong load of salvia and they were like, I don't think it's working. And five minutes later, they had lived an entire lifetime as a Muppet. <laughs> someone, someone, someone whose entire, whose entire, who, who took salvia and then went like catatonic, just like knocked out on the floor. And then five minutes later, woke up in a sweat and talked about how their entire trip in detail was just a shift at Blockbuster Video. <laughs> Can I say, I remember being shown these and I read them all. Um, it made me want to do Salvia. <laughs> I was like, I get to, I am a firm believer that if I was born in, you know, 1980 or 1985, mm-hmm. I would have worked in a blockbuster video for sure. <laughs> Definitely. I work in a movie theater now, and from what I understand, they're kind of similar vibes, except blockbuster was easier because you didn't have to clean any theaters. Mm-hmm. It was a smaller scale. Um, and you didn't have to serve anyone any food. But I would have probably, honestly, I would have worked at a blockbuster. I think I would have fit in great there. I should have. I should have been I'm born in the wrong generation. <laughs> but yes, I, I, I'd be lying if I said like, I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little curious about, like, hallucinogenics, mm-hmm. but I also consider myself straight edge, and I don't want to break that, but I have heard people describe salvia as, like, my carpet turned into a river and everything was Lego. Oh, that sounds awesome. No, it was terrible, actually. Yeah. <laughs> From what I hear, salvia is, like, some of the craziest, like, <laughs> tripping you'll ever do, and it is so not fucking fun. Like, you never have a good trip on salvia, from what I understand. <laughs> like, mushrooms, acid, LSD, like, DMT, all that stuff, like, you could maybe have a bad trip, but you're more likely to have a good trip, and, like, a lot of people are like, oh, I dropped acid once, and my mind is expanded, and now I drop it every day. Um, but, like, from what I understand, it's like, salvia is rough. So, uh, let's move on to favorite and least favorite bit. But before we do... Now, I know you're defeated, but you said to me, to my face, that you understand why I used to do this awkwardly. Yeah, because I had to do it last episode, and I was like, oh, okay, I understand now. Yeah, it's hard to make the transition. Yeah, whatever. Here's ads. Here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. (laughs) My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast and he can't figure it out. Like he's never heard of Anchor. Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Hi, I'm Milo. I'm an executive producer at Biopunk Media and the producer of Funny Stuff, the podcast you're currently listening to. Griffin and Holden are not just some of my closest friends. They're more like my brothers at this point, and I want to do everything I can to make sure that the art that they make gets seen. So, with that said, Apple and Spotify care a lot about ratings and reviews for new podcasts. It tells them that people are enjoying the show, and also it tells the app to recommend funny stuff to new listeners. Please, please, please take a quick moment to just like and review funny stuff. I can't overstate how much it helps our boys. Also, 
recommend funny stuff to your friends, your family, your mailman, your dog. There's a little bit of something in this show for everyone. Funny stuff is still very new, and word of mouth is the best advertising there is. Last but not least, check out our new website. You can find it linked in the description of this episode or at biopunkmedia.card.co. Card is spelled with two R's. That's biopunkmedia.card.co for social media links, episode transcripts, and all things biopunk. And that covers it. Drink water today. If you haven't, remember that you are so loved, at least by me and probably the boys too. And enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back. Clitoris. Isn't that the guy who flew too close to the sun? (laughs) Now we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, dude. Thank you, Twitter. I can't take I love, credit for that. I love jokes about Greek mythology. Uh, so, what was your least favorite bit? Probably, I don't know. I don't know if I'd consider them like least favorites because I don't think they were super weak comedically. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. were a little like they were like playfully racist. Mm-hmm. But there's like, although I think like that kind of misunderstands the point of his starbucks bit Mm -hmm. he took a chance saying those jokes that were like kind of racist but he made the kid laugh and the kid was black and yeah but you know they're not black people aren't no one's a monolith exactly yeah yeah you never know the 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 point of the story was that like he was telling he was giving context for the fact that some white women got offended on behalf of this kid's on behalf of the kid who was laughing his ass off. yeah who was pissing himself laughing and that's that just be how people are in la and a lot of that's just how people people are online if you're not complaining about how everyone's offended you're usually getting offended (laughs) on on behalf of people and sometimes you need to get offended on behalf of people but sometimes you fucking don't because no one fucking asked you yeah exactly there's a way to do it and there's a way to not do it stay in your lane stay in your fucking lane that's the funny stuff message of the day. Stay in your fucking lane, goddammit. I don't know what my least favorite bit is. I might agree with you on it being his opening Starbucks bit, but I just for similar reasons, yeah, it was a little a little playfully uh, racist. Just, t- just a touch of racism. Just a touch of racism. Uh, but again, that that I feel like we are also kind of contr- on the side of those white women on like kind of the wrong side of the story, like. That kid is laughing. I mean, we also, so, I like understand that it's like, it's a comedy show and that he's saying these things to be funny and that like, you know, it's, it, it's, there's it's, a whole bunch of nuance to it. It's a whole, yeah, exactly. There's a bunch of nuance to it. And as we all know, the, the internet, internet hates, hates nuance. nuance. That's the other funny stuff message of the day. The internet, especially Twitter fucking hates nuance. But I also didn't particularly find it that funny i didn't think it was a very well a very strong bit because the punchline didn't really work i don't think or like i think it didn't really have a good punchline because the whole thing about the the women the focus was much more on making the i'm saying this now and i'm like kind of realizing that is the point the focus was much more on talking about the kid and how he's making the kid working at starbucks laugh yeah less on the woman the, the women well it's it's that's like more observational. Yeah. Like where that's like there's not really 
a punchline there. Mm-hmm. Like you can write a punchline to something that's observational, but like there's not really a punchline there. Like what's funny is the thing that's happening and you're mm-hmm. just kind of regurgitating that to it in like kind of a comedic lens. Mm-hmm. Um, what about your favorite bit? My favorite bit was when he was talking about that, that really kind of longer bit at the end when he was talking about his daughters, specifically when he was talking about his youngest daughter, Isla and, um, the hardest I laughed during the entire special is when he was talking about how they gave, they gave her a test on uh, Proverbs. Oh my god. And it was like, grass is always greener, and she writes, when you water it. Yeah, so the test was like, they but, gave you half a pri- proverb and she had to finish it out. Uh, but my favorite... That sounded like a question, got, that was a statement. It got me to laugh very, very hard. I laughed a good couple of times, but this got the biggest laugh out of me. It got a really good <laughs> laugh out of me as well. She wrote... Children should be seen and not be touched. <laughs> Which, I mean, <laughs> she's out here inventing new proverbs. Well, the, the thing about Isla is that, like, she truly does look at the world in just this bizarre, like, almost a Carl Pilkington kind of way, for those yeah. of you who, who were who were or are fans of the Ricky Gervais show. Like, she just looks at the world in a different way than most people. And yeah, she's maybe not the most intelligent, but the thing is really that she's just, like, not operating in the same way that everybody else is. Yeah, I mean... I would love to see Isla become a comedian. That would be fucking great. I feel like that would be awesome, like, later on in her life, like, she just starts doing stand-up. I think she would be pretty funny. What was your favorite bit? The bit about the period party. <laughs> Dude, that was pretty fucking good. So I don't like blood. I have, like, a thing about blood. Like, I'm a little hemophobic. Also, speaking of the word hemophobic, you remember workaholics, right? Yeah. So there's an episode where one of them has to donate blood. Mm-hmm. And do you remember their their drug dealer friend, Carl? Barely. I didn't really like workaholics. Gotcha. They have a friend who is their drug dealer named Carl, and Carl is kind of like Isla, where he just says stupid-ass shit. <laughs> like, in one episode, they're, like, trying to, like, break into a place, and Carl is in camouflage. And he's like, Blake and I were in Iraq. And Blake goes, Carl, that was Quebec. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's just kind of dumb. Um so there, I don't really remember what the context is as to why they need the blood, but they need blood from, uh, like, Durs can't give blood because he's hemophobic. And he's going to Carl, and he's, like, really nervous. And Carl's like, you're just going to cut, like, you're going to take this razor blade and cut my wrist, and then we're just going to put the blood bag in there, and then it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fine. It's going to fill up. Like, some fucking stupid nonsense. <laughs> and he just goes, no, Carl, I can't cut you. I'm hemophobic. And Carl just goes, oh, my God, Dirk, gay people exist. Get over it. <laughs> See, I love, I love, love, love Jokes like that are like so that. fucking funny. I love, I love when people are just stupid like that. Yeah. It's, it's the opposite Con- of wit. Confidently stupid. Confidently, st- just with their whole ass saying the exact wrong thing like that. <laughs> like, the opposite of wit is just as good as wit, where someone is just saying the exact wrong, stupid thing instead of the exact right, smart thing. I think for, like, a split second, you kind of win them over. (laughs) Like, you kind of get them on your side of, like, yeah, oh, wait, hold on, what he said was just stupid. Because, like... Wait, he's talking nonsense, hang on. Well, that... I'm in a public speaking class, which I'm doing fine in, and one of the things that my professor was like, so if you don't know how to say a word, you can do three things. One, you can avoid the word entirely. Two, you can look up how it's said and you look smart. Or three, 
just say it however and say it with such conviction that all of us are like, yep, that's how you say that word. <laughs> um, but I don't really have like, sorry about that tangent. Um, I, I, I don't really like blood. Uh, it's mostly my own blood. Like if I get my own blood on me, I kind of have like a, a small like panic attack. And it is just like a phobia thing. Like the same thing. Like if a fucking tarantula crawled on me, I'd have a fucking panic attack. But that fucking bit was so goddamn funny. I don't know if it's a thing that people actually do. I feel like I've is heard to name their periods. I, well, I think period have a period party. Well, I think she. I think what it was is that um, it might have actually been a little bit of a highbrow joke for Bert Kreischer. Because he said that Isla said that uh, Georgia, his other daughter, named her period after the lady from Progressive Insurance. Yeah, Flo. Flo is a is a term. Yeah, I know. Period. So like, I think, I think it was a, I think it's just Isla being stupid again. She's like, oh, people name their periods because she named hers Flo. Oh, I get. What She's you're like, saying. Oh, she was talking like I'm sure Georgia said something about like, oh, my Flo is X or Y, and she's like, oh. She named her period Flo. That I kind of hope that's the thing. I really hope so because really that's funny. Really, really fucking funny. I would love that. But so he talks about I. He does have this bit. It came out. He he did this bit on Conan, which was a little bit different. Which comedians do that a lot when they go on like Conan or like any of the late night shows. Is like they'll do like one of the bits that they're kind of working on and see mm-hmm. how it is. Oh yeah. Um. So. I like this bit more when it's on Conan because it's he has more time dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he talks about how like he was initially grossed out because they were like, Isla was like, get a red velvet cake, and he was like, Bleh. um, and then she was like, I got ten people coming, and he was like, there's gonna be ten little girls in my house celebrating a period party. And she goes, No, Dad, eight girls, two boys, and then he immediately is. <laughs> <laughs> on he is on with it because they don't tell the boys why they're there yeah um so in the conan one he's like i go all out i'm drinking red wine i got ketchup and fries fucking chunky marinara sauce chips and salsa red velvet cake and then he he says that he's dressed in all red <laughs> and i just think it's so funny that like First off, the punchline of what she names her period. She names her period Jason because she got it on Friday the 13th. Good shit. That's a good joke. But the the real punchline of the two young boys with faces covered in red cake going, who the hell is Jason, <laughs> is really fucking funny. And I think it's, it's very much like, that is very much like dad humor mm-hmm. that isn't like. It's, not, it's dad humor for other dads as opposed to dad humor for their kids. Aimed at their kids. Yeah, it's it's dad. It's it's humor about being a dad, as exactly, opposed to like exactly. a dad joke. And I just think that's it's like kind of wholesome, which is which is funny. Bert Kreischer is both is like a really wonderful dad and also someone who should never have had kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just based on the stories he tells. Oh God. So, Holden. Out of ten. Big boys. I was going to say red velvet cakes, but big boys is funnier. Out of 10 big boys, what would you rate this special? Uh, I'd give it a six. I was actually going to say the same thing. I was going to give it a solid six. It it wasn't bad. It it didn't 
you know, it gave me a good couple of laughs and it didn't drag on super long. Mm. Like it felt like about an hour. Yeah. So it was clearly, it was well put together. Burt Kreischer clearly cares about his job. He clearly likes his job. He is funny. He knows how to tell jokes. It's just, I think he's, I, I don't know. I don't think he's necessarily, he's, I think he's a little too stupid to really tackle some of the topics he tried to tackle. But then again, it's, there's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of shit there. So he's, he's an idiot. That's his charm. But if people are turned off by it, I understand completely. And again, I don't think I'm really going to go out of my way to listen to any Burt Kreischer. Yeah. Uh, so that brings us to the end of talking about the special. But before we go. Griffin. What funny this week? Uh, a couple of days ago, Miranda, the love of my life, told me that she had to change her password at work. And she told me that she changed it to, like, GriffyPoo96. She does not call me GriffyPoo, but she was doing that to be funny. And I was like, okay, that's sweet. That, weird that you would do that, but it's also she had to do it cursed because she's insane. Yeah. Um... And you are not dating a woman. You are dating three possums in a trench coat. <laughs> I'm dating three very feral possums in a trench coat. Um, and I was like, okay, that's sweet. But why are you telling me this? And she says, I changed it to your name because I went through every single possible iteration of a password using the name of my cat. I laughed my ass off for like five solid minutes when I first heard this. That is really funny. This woman has a tattoo of her cat. I mean, yeah, you're, she's a fucking crazy cat lady. She, is, she loves her cat, Nessa, so much. And I love this cat, too. She's a very sweet cat. She's a very cute cat. But this woman is obsessed with her goddamn cat, and it's so funny that she just... She was like, okay, fuck it, I'll use my boyfriend because I can't yeah. use my cat anymore. That's it's that's fucking incredibly great. in character for Miranda. <laughs> that's fucking amazing. I have a brief what funny this week. Okay, hit me with it. So we had a new movie released, and when we get a new movie, we often do crew screenings for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie was Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Oh my god, yeah. Bonkers movie. First off, the crocodile sings but does not talk. So, there you go. That's weird. He's the singing is done by Sean Mendez. Um, but the real weird thing is Javier Javier Bardem mm-hmm. is in that movie. Are you, are you aware of who he plays? No. Who does he play? He is Anton Chigurh in No oh, Country oh, no, for I, Old Men. I thought you went in the movie. I know who he is. I know who he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. He's uh he's Anton Chigurh in No Country for Old Men, and he's Stilgar in Dune. Yeah, he has one of the fucking scariest, most amazing, intense performances in No Country for Old Men. I haven't seen it, but you I really gotta want watch to. it. That I movie really is really so fucking good. He is scary in that movie. Apparently, there was like a study done, and he was like the most realistic psychopath ever shown in a movie. No shit. Yeah, they had like a psychiatrist look at like a hundred movie psychopaths, and he was like, "That one's the most realistic for a violent psychopath." Coen Brothers, man, fucking love the Coen Brothers. They're wild, but. We didn't want to just sit around and watch a kids' movie. <laughs> so what the rule was... So we aren't allowed to drink in the theater. You aren't allowed to bring any alcohol into the theater. It's like a liability thing. It's also like a professionalism thing. Mm-hmm. So we don't allow other people to bring 
alcohol into the theater either, which is really unfortunate for us because we're directly next to a liquor store. <laughs> um, so what we did was, what I did was I went there for the last showing of Bullet Train because we don't have that movie anymore, and that's my favorite movie of the year. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the liquor store beforehand and bought a six-pack <laughs> and put it in my car, went and saw the movie, left, and while they were finishing closing, I sat in the parking lot with some other coworkers, and we just drank (laughs) so i get into the theater fucking hammered we start watching we're singing along we're dancing we're screaming every time javier bardem is talking to anyone i lean into one of my coworkers and i go what's the most you ever lost on a coin toss um (laughs) which is from no country for old men if you don't know but the funniest thing that really happened it was like there was a whole thing that happened that I'm not going to get into for secretive reasons. But at a certain point, I went to the bathroom. And it, I, what happened was I shit myself sober. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was no longer getting drunk. I hadn't had a drink since like midnight. It was like two in the morning at that point. And I took a dump. And after I took a dump, I really started to sober up. And... At the end of the night, I was talking with another one of my coworkers, and I was having a normal conversation how I would sober, and I wasn't, I didn't seem drunk at all. Um, and he was like, he started pissing himself laughing, and I was like, Ian, what's what's so funny? He was like, you really shit yourself sober? That's so fucking funny. You're a fucking hero. And I was like, Ian, I love you, dude. You're so funny. So that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. We hope you were able to laugh at us, if not laugh with us. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, requests, or recommendations, please feel free to reach out to us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. Holden, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Donut Daddy. I tweet stupid shit. You can also find me on TikTok. I released my first ever TikTok. It was dumb. My username is Holden McNeil, all one word, seven. No underscores or anything, just all one big word. Uh, And we will be back next week with Shang Wang's Sweet and Juicy. Uh, which is available on Netflix. What a great name for a, for I, a special. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think that that's a very good uh, name. But thank you once again so, so, so much for listening, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.